Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl is brought to you with the support of our wonderful backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. And hey, guess what? We've reached episode 50 of Cinema Swirl, a monthly exclusive bonus show where we review bad movies. And this was a very special episode. We've watched The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. That's right, we are continuing to trudge through Middle Earth over on patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. That's the place to go to find out more. Right. Let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! Where's my honey, wondered the bee? It's episode number 103, coming to you from the apiary of Hollywood, California, buzzing about all them flowers and bees movies that my OTB has not seen. It's Sam Chaplin here. Hello, Sam. Hello, I'm happy to be here and covering the bee movie, which we'll be watching Jerry Seinfeld's The Bee Movie. Which is oh. one of those meme films, isn't it, that we that it everyone is. likes? Yeah. Sorry, when you when you said that, I thought you meant you're going for Rowan Atkinson's one of his ones that he did. He did a B one recently, didn't he? That was Man Man V B. <laughs> that was it. It's when he raced a B in a in a high speed car chase in a souped up hot rod. Yeah, they crashed. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kevin. I'm going to be showing Sam some movies he's not seen. And today, the movie you've not seen is Valentine's Day themed. Yes. But I accidentally made plans last week around Valentine's Day, and then I got sick. So yeah. I had to renege on both the plans and the podcast. So you're getting more of a Shrove Tuesday adjacent special romantic yes. episode of Cinema Swirl today. We absolutely pancaked it in terms of our scheduling, and that's fine. But it, we're still, I think, at time of release, but not 100% on this, still within a romantic month, you know? We're still, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Yeah. You know what? Not enough people say this. March is romantic too, if that's when I'm able to get it out for. March is a romantic I, month. I think that's also a romantic yeah. month as well. February's a bit overdone with romance, really. It's nice for March to have a little bit of that romance in, a, in its own right there as well, yeah, yeah. you know? And look, if you can't celebrate Valentine's Day with your loved ones, well then celebrate Cinema Swirl with your shroved ones, because <laughs> I had a lot of pancakes for my dinner last night, and I'm raring to go. Hey, I'm excited about this, and we're covering, you know what, some romance. Not romantic comedy, romance. Uh, you know? Romance. Romance. This is pure romance today. We're looking at ghosts. And it took every fibre of my being not to try and do this around kind of about October and try and trick you into thinking <laughs> that it was a spook fest that you were yeah, in yeah. for. But the Valentine's pancake love is too thick in the air, much like the batter of the pancakes mm. last night, that I feel like you know first and foremost that we're looking at some classic Hollywood love story. Yes. I'm just thinking about pancakes now, Kevin. You've got me thinking oh, about pancakes. I had pancakes oh, too. Man. They're very tasty. No, no. Think oh. about think about ghosts. No, 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 no. Not po not ghosts in the shape of pancakes or pancakes in the shape of ghosts. Neither of those things. Ghosts. Ghosts. What ghosts? Okay. Has this is it in your your mindset at all? Do you know who our titular hunk is going to be in this movie? It is a '90s Hollywood romance. We gotta have a slab. It's sexy Swayze. I know that for a fact. All aboard Swayze yeah. train. Have you got your tickets? 
Tickets and Swayze passes, please. Mm. So I'm excited for some more Swayze, who we last saw, we saw for the first time in Point Break, right? That was Swayze. That was Swayze. That was Swayze. And also, yeah. Dirty Dancing was Swayze oh, yeah. as well. That wasn't, yeah, we've seen, we've had two previous Swayze encounters, and this is the third. See, what happens there, we're on the Swayze train, and the man has come to check our passes, and Sam's pass was a surf card, you know. <laughs> Was his hair all done in kind of like a Californian way, so it was. Yeah. And my car just says, don't put baby in the corner. We give a knowing look. And we're like, yeah, we, we've seen that movie, friend. All aboard the Swayze validates train. it. Yeah. Validates it on the Swayze train. That's what he does. What do you expect it to happen? Romance and ghost. Is this ghost, ghost going to be... Now, keep in mind, this is the 1990s. Do you think the phrase ghosted had entered the lexicon at this point? Is we talking oh. about Patrick Swayze just <laughs> dropping it when it gets too hot? Like... I hadn't considered that, but that's that is very funny. The idea that it is just about someone who it's just you know blocked the number, disappeared, can't contact them, but you don't. There was, there was no closure. Oh, bit of an old ghost, you know. Uh. <laughs> I am anticipating that this is in reference to the ghost of a haunting kind, an actual okay ghost. Right. Okay. I know. I know a couple of things about ghosts. Right. All right. So I think you meant to say, look, right. I know a couple of things about ghosts, mate. We've had this conversation in the middle of the night before, and it doesn't it doesn't end well. Is all I'm saying. Okay. They are real. <laughs> what I know about ghosts, the first, well, I know Swayze's in it. I think his character is dead or dies, and then continues to be sexy upon death. Okay, so he he's going to be the ghost. I think he's the ghost. But right, here's the other thing I I know, and I can only communicate this to you visually. So this is not great for the listeners at home, but I'm going to do no. something now, which mm. is this kind of motion. So I'm sort of, I'm moving my hands up and down, and I'm sort of trying to form a kind of shape. I'm glad no one can see this, because this is the worst instructions for a hand job I've ever seen. Don't do it, like, awful. You're going to ruin Valentine's Day and Shrove Tuesday but, all at once. I don't know how you do it, but you've got to gather it all up at the bottom, and then just kind of <laughs> rotate. <laughs> <laughs> right there is there's a pottery scene you okay? were you were doing the trademark hand gesture <laughs> the potter's grip as we call it and yes i know those smooth western style pottery grip hand jobs are something to write home about but get your minds out of the gutter okay <laughs> the, double I, hands you're rotating on a base it's incredible yeah, there's right <laughs> there's spinning clay and the i think he's like over over the shoulders of a of a, a woman forming some pottery and that's a sexy now i don't know if swayze's dead at that point right because you're not sure if this is like either a something romantic between partners or b just a semi-romantic haunting of a potter's wheel yes i mean i don't <laughs> right a couple of things i think if you're a dead potter and then you see someone making pottery and you think, oh, you know, she needs a bit of assistance on this. With your ghost hands, you're just going to go straight through the clay and that's not going to do anything. So that's going to be frustrating as a, as a potter. Yeah, and it's not like kind of anything that you're kind of into. Like, you know, like if, if you became a ghost and people were like watching Lost, would you like do it beside them like and show them like, now you watch it like this with the wiki open so you can kind of... <laughs> You know, nip nip any issues in the bud relating to the lore. You forgot about the webisodes, is what I would be <laughs> screaming from beyond the grave. <laughs> but but I, I think I think he's alive at that point. 
And that's just a sexy moment. I don't think he's a potter. I think, you know, maybe this is like a fun group on that they got to do together and where, the, where there's no one else in the room. And I, I think it might be nude or semi-clothed. I don't know. I just know that the sexy pottery. You've, I've seen the sexy pottery. That's all we know about Ghost. I feel like this is the type of movie, big Hollywood classic with regards to the romance genre. Yeah. And I feel that you and I now, being gentlemen of a certain age, we're mm. officially at the age now where we could watch this and go, oh, the concept of death being romantic. Yeah, I don't want to think about death too much, generally speaking. No. But if someone wants to put like a fun spin on it, like it's romantic or whatever, all right. I mean, yeah. I saw this once when I was uh, like maybe like 17 or 18 or thereabouts. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I didn't make much of it, if I'm honest. Sure. I watched it on my own on a very bored afternoon. Right. And I feel like I might be ready for it now, and I feel you might be ready for it as well. I think that you and I could come away with this secretly hoping our partners die and become ghosts. <laughs> huh? Or hoping that we die and become ghosts to haunt our partners. Not hoping that oh, we yeah. die. But... Well, on that, actually, you know, actually, you know what? Just when you're watching this movie, <laughs> just think, would you rather die or your partner die? Just think about that. It's a yeah. romantic game you can play here. Look, we're trying to make March a romantic month. We're yes. trying some new things to spice it up, okay? Look, I don't know if this is going to be like Ghostbusters, where we get ghost on human sexual contact, dan 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 Aykroyd style, or if something else is going on. But I think the plot is sexy relationship, ro- romantic, one of them dies, and somehow the relationship continues. Okay, yeah. you are just describing the plot of Hellraiser there. You realise that? Like, you're, like, you're kind of, you know... Yeah, but I don't think Swayze's going to be like, give me more blood, and like gobbling <laughs> up all the blood and becoming a fucking <laughs> spare rib-looking man. I think he's... Oh, yeah, you thought yeah. he was pretty fine stuff, Swayze, in Dirty Dancing and Point Break. Well, sure, you should have seen the plates and plates of blood he had to eat to get in that shape. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's going to be... Well, there might be some kind of spooky horror-ish elements to this a little bit. Do you reckon we're going to get a seance? Uh, There's got to be some way to chat to this ghost, you know? There's got to be some way to get through to the ghost of ghosts. Yeah, and it is 1990. It's before MSN, so... Yeah. The obvious route. Yeah. I, I don't know how... I just assume the ghost just, like, shows up and just keeps keeps it on going but everyone's like no but patrick swayze's gone he's not around and she who i don't i don't know who is playing the love interest it's demi moore who i believe is maybe our our first time on the podcast okay yeah yeah i don't know if she will be like no no no, he's here look and then when she turns around like he's he's got he's like yeah he's gone so you think you think there might be some kind of accidental spookery going on here where he might be trying to make a move and she's like ah! that type of a thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just I, I look, there's it's sexy, there's pottery and there's death. And those that's a triple threat for me and I'm excited about ghost and I'm feeling up for it. <laughs> I think we're going to like the soundtrack here now, you know? Yeah. I feel like my tastes have evolved, and I'm looking at that year there, looking at 1990, and I'm thinking, you know, you're going to enjoy the soundtrack on this one, I reckon. That's going okay. to be uh, perhaps a standout moment. I think that's like shooting fish in a barrel saying you're going to enjoy the soundtrack mm. of a 80s or 90s Hollywood blockbuster. There's going to be saxophones is what I'm saying, Sam, and I know you like oh, them. Oh, 
Okay, I do like them. I'm trying to think if I know what the song is, but I don't think I do. In my head, I've got, My sexual partner has died, and now I'm back as a ghost. Or it could be, I had the time of my life, and now... And now I'm having the time of my death. Hey, you know, and I owe it all to you. Oh, I tell you what, if you do, if you do die and come back, don't go to your partner and say it's all because of you. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so, Sam, I can't hide hmm. my giddiness and excitement anymore. There is a special segment coming up here. Oh yes, and I, yes. And I feel it's business that needs to be taken care of. A S A possible. So let's head in to the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. Now, we've divin right in. Uh, we, we've dived. We have. We've divin. We've, div, we've, div, we've, div, we've dove in. We've dove. Dove in. We've dove. dove we've dove into dove. the mailbag, mate. We yeah. doved in. <laughs> We're in the mailbag. Now. Get doved. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing. This edition of the mailbag features physical mail. That's yes! right. Courtesy of Eric in Florida, who wrote in to say that he had a, spe- a very special product that we might be interested in. He's not selling it. He d- he just you know was able to access it and send it over. We often on the Cinema Swirl Gmail get these. We've got a very special product. You <laughs> might be interested in yeah. emails. <laughs> a new podcasting platform. You're all right. <laughs> Well, send the email anyway, but usually you're all right. Look, Eric wrote in to say that he has found something and was very willing to send it, which is extremely generous, and we're very thankful. Very very much so. And it has arrived, along with a goodie bag of other bits and bobs, some lovely Floridian T-shirts and and nice bits. Thank you so much, Eric. But, right, let's get into it, okay? Let's get in. To Pepsi Swirl. here in the mailbag. It's Pe- Pepsi. It's Pepsi Swirl, mate. It's, it's Pepsi Swirl within the mailbag. It's both segments in one. <sighs> what we've got. Okay. Oh, look at that now. Surf and turf, am I right? Oh, Two my, for one. My word. So... Oh, and we got we got one each. So me and Kevin have this, and we can yeah, baby. yeah we can do it at the same time. We've got Nitro Pepsi, Look Nitro Pepsi, Nitro, Nitro Pepsi. Let's just say it for a second, right? Nitro Pepsi. Yeah, that's been sitting in my fridge now for going on two or three weeks. Mm. And every time I open up the fridge, I've had a, a small battle inside of me not to open it because it looks so goddamn oh. inviting. I look at this can and I see hope for America. Is what's happening? You it's know, it's a sexy can of drink, isn't it? Nitro it's Pepsi. a very sexy can of draft cola. Yes. Okay. And I, I used to have this childlike wonder about the world in America, in particular, where it's like. Uh, sure, over there now, sure, sure, they're probably doing all sorts of crazy burgers and, you know, they have <laughs> cowboys and rappers and all sorts, sure, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. And the world gets smaller as you get older, and the world's a scary place, but the world is still a world that is pushing the boundaries unnecessarily yeah, yeah. of fizzy drink tech. And even though I don't even like fizzy drinks, I gotta this fucking respect it. This is exciting. This is exciting. I gotta respect the... The gumption, yep. 
This is some sort of a pressurized canister that has crossed the Atlantic as well. It's like we're sending a vampire's body over the, over the oceans or something. This is very impressive. It has survived with some sort of a widget or mechanism inside to make it liquidy smooth like velvet, apparently? My understanding is that this is draft cola, nitrogen-infused cola. Smaller bubbles, smoother taste. I think it's meant to be like how Guinness is, Right. Is my understanding. Right. Or like a can of Kilkenny you might have and there'd be a witch sure. in it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I've noticed as well there is some uh, chief core values of yeah. the drink that is A, smooth, B, creamy, and C, easy, easy to, to drink, drink. Unlike those other idiot pedestrian colas you have and myself have been drinking at home over the years you know it's hard to drink it gets everywhere it's so hard and difficult we have instructions though Sam. yes um, no we've got instructions we've got a, an additional tagline which i love that i want to to read to you now this, this can has got so much going on pour hard and drink easy oh yes please <laughs> yes please I'm sorry, but that literally sounds like the worst alcoholic motto ever. Like you come in the worst day. What's going on? Ah, oh, poor heart. I want to drink easy. You know, my oh my god, my day has been tough. This is instructions here. Now we got a three prong approach, and I just realised I need a vessel. I'm out of here. Yeah, I, I I went to get a glass. Okay, I'm back. Okay. I have found a hard pouring glass. Yes, I, I had to run downstairs just before this recording to uh, to do the same thing. And I'm also, as well, in anticipation of this, I'm going to cleanse and refresh the palate, almost like a sorbet oh, yeah. course here. Sure. I'm going to have one of these small Slim Jims that we were also sent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you again, Eric. What an absolute treat this has been. Um, so, our instructions are as follows. Well, Number one. Delicious elbow. No- <laughs> Number one, chill can. Already way ahead of you. Way ahead of you. Number two, and we won't get into this just yet, pour hard. That's, I will say, the can is shown completely upside down. Straight straight in. Yeah. So you have to fucking commit here. And I'm not hoping to pour out this whole can, by the way, which is 404 mils. Is that? I don't think I'm going to try not drink 400 mils in the priest's row because they'll be fucking hopping off the walls during Ghost. What's a pint in mils? I don't know. But, right, number three, admire and enjoy. Okay. Admire. Admire it. Yes. Can I just say, I always appreciate when someone's third step encompasses two distinct steps. So, yeah, yeah. touche Pepsi. We have to make sure we're doing this right as well, Sam, okay? We have to make sure that we are keeping... Each other in check. We're not. We're not accidentally not admiring the drink after it's no, been poured we, hard. We will have some dedicated admiration time for this. So I think. Shall we get into it? I'm going to do the the ceremonial. Oh. Okay. Whoa. And how about one? It... Oh, you got a head. I've got a. I've got stuff coming out. That made such a strange noise. And here's okay. one for your old man. <laughs> Listen to that. Ah, Sam, I've got nitrogen poisoning. (laughs) It's like Total Recall. Wow. That is not what I expected. I'm so excited that it genuinely made a different noise. It made a noise like we went into a spaceship that everyone was in cryo sleep and we were opening up one of their, like, vests. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, are you ready to pour hard? I'm ready to, I have to open fully and then I will pour hard. Okay, okay. get it all the way opened. Let's do some hard here pouring here. Oh, pour I hard. went for it. 
I'm inverted. Okay. I'm getting it all in there. All right, I'm not going all the way because I promised Joe the oh. intern we'd make a cocktail with it afterwards. So okay. I've poured half of my can, which is already more Pepsi than I've drunk since the last Pepsi swirl. Kevin, can you see that this has got a genuine head on it? Good I'm head. Gonna, Good I'm head. Hold this towards yeah. the microphone. It's fizzing nicely. It's fizzing really nicely. My word. Well, it, sm- it, it smells very... We're admiring it. It smells nice. It uh, looks yeah. nice. This is our dedicated admiration time. Okay. Are we on to enjoy now? I think we've poured hard. We've chilled the can. We did that ages ago. We've poured hard. Oh, interesting though. It's admire and enjoy with an ampersand. So there, uh, interesting. A screenwriting duo. <laughs> the duo of admire and enjoy. So there we Ian go. Ian admire and John enjoy. Right. Well, bottoms up. Ooh. That is gone Ooh. completely flat. Mm. It's completely flat. No, I think it's meant to be. I think that's the thing, right? That these are small bubbles, so it doesn't taste it's, like... No, no, no. Don't small bubble me. There's it's no bubbles. bubbles. There's bubbles. I got an impressive head, which is now completely gone, and it's flat. No. No, I think that's what it's meant to be. This is the intention, right? I swear to God, I'm rolling over my entire tongue. It is the flattest drink I've ever tasted. It's not an unpleasant it's, taste, though. No, no, no. It's a very tasty, extremely flat Pepsi Cola taste. <laughs> Are you telling me the boffins of Pepsi spent all this money in technology developing a nitrogen-infused draft canister, and all they, the sum total of that is that I got flat cola? I, hmm. I'm Joe, confused. it's fucking I, flat. It's no. <laughs> I can see bubbly bits. In the glass, you know? I think Look these are just... Huh? Li- Maybe you got a flat one. It made the noise. It made the same noise. Mine still seems a bit bubbly. I don't know if you've you've got a, a, a flat one right there. Completely. Kevin's going straight from can. Fuck me. Oh, wow. I'm in a furious mood now. I'm going to fucking tear ghost limb from... <laughs> the, <laughs> the texture of this is very similar to flats. Full sugar cola. Now, with, with respect I to... Su- I submit that I've just drunk flash full sugar cola. That's what I feel like I've just experienced. <laughs> now, with respect, this has been across the pond in presumably a plane. I don't know if that has any bearing on fizziness. Oh, it was one of them nitrogen planes, was it? Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing. It's just flat. Well, look. My glug rating for this, and you're going to give a glug rating too, is that this is a solid... <sighs> but, right, here's the thing. You know what I enjoyed about this the most? The experience. That's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed the experience of drinking it. I hate that we just low-key were probably the most unified we'd ever been about a segment after 103 episodes. Yeah. And now I feel like I'm an island unto myself and you're over there in small bubble land. <laughs> like... You know when you hear about your friends like falling down the rabbit hole and believing crazy shit online? No, 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 it's not flat. It's, it's not such a thing as flat liquid. It's, it's just small, small bubble. What are you talking about? They're oh just smaller. Maybe I'm in denial here and I'm trying to rescue what... Like, this was such a, a, a generous thing that we you were got, saying. You've got a nice head on yours still. Mine, I had a yeah. head that literally went... Your so, head went down real quick. I think that, like... What they seem to have developed here in my mind 
is a cola that's managed to burn through its own effervescence extremely wow. quickly. Which is impressive. Because yeah. as a child, he used to put teaspoons of sugar into his cola to make it go fizzy so it would be flat, which he wanted. Go do that now. <laughs> this is like, hey, don't worry, young Kevin, who's eight and making his mother think he's going to get diabetes. We've taken care of that for you. In the future, Floridian scientists will make a nitrogen-infused can that will replicate the experience of entirely flat cola. Yeah, it's like small bubble tag. Hey, guys, here, I don't know if you've been to our restaurant before, but we do small bubbles here. So what we usually like to do is get you to order four or five bubbles per person. Then you kind of get a sense of the carbonation on offer. It is smooth in so much as flat cola is smooth. Oh. You speak from your heart, Sam. That's all I want for you. It doesn't taste unpleasant, and it tastes very sugary. And I, I love the can, the actual design of the thing. I love the experience of sharing this with you. I think it's a it's a three glugger. It's three glugs. If we're all honest with ourselves. Look, if I'm honest here as well, Sam, about the experience, because yeah. it's not about drinking the drink, is it? It's about chilling the can. It's about pouring hard. It's about <laughs> admiring it. And it's about enjoying it. Yeah. So by that process, I've actually only really fallen at one of the four hurdles. Yeah. Because I did chill the can. I yeah. did pour hard and that was fun. I did we admire it. it and that was fun. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it, though. <laughs> Enjoying was the one step that, that was, was the tricky. one. And honestly, I could have probably passed on the poor hard aspect yeah. if I could have then enjoyed the drink. Okay. So I have to give the, this is a two, this is two Ooh. glugs. Yeah, this sure. Two, two glugs. There's another can yes. knocking about for a rainy day. There's a vanilla. And I'm just... I am re I love vanilla cola mm. and I've not drunk it since I quit all soft drinks when I was 16 because right. I drank too much vanilla cola and I don't know if I can handle a draft vanilla cola I'm hoping that this one is also bunked up because if that is proper smooth small bubbles nitrogen infused vanilla cola I might be in a vanilla coma come next March okay I I think what our agreement was before recording was that we save the vanilla one for personal enjoyment and we just have okay. it as a treat but I may report in from afar in an update yes next uh, probably hopefully by next world time once we've had the vanilla one we will report back as to how that went down but the the chilling the can the pouring hard and the admiration and enjoyment is going to be done privately and personally but we will <laughs> be done we will, in the <laughs> comfort of our own homes so you don't so, have to worry about any of that well there you go i'm keeping this empty can by the way because it's a fucking it's a thing of beauty and i, love I it. am googling how much nitrogen is safe for a human to ingest <laughs> So thank you again so much, Eric. Much appreciated. And Yes, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll close up the nitrogen-infused mailbag for now. Yes. But you can, of course, send non-cola products or... <laughs> or cola products. Can, or, or comments, <laughs> questions, queries, that sort of thing, yep. to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. All right. Right. Films. I think it's time for us to join hands, light mm -hmm. some candles, put on some sweet sacks, and get the old pottery wheel fired up, Sam. I think it's time for you to experience ghosts. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Let's do it. Let's get romantic and spooky. Let's die and become <laughs> ghosts, and then go to a cinema swirl. Hey! Yay!
and we're back. Uh, we're back. Uh, we're back from the afterlife and Sam initial gut reactions to ghosts. That was ghost. Ghost. Always believe it was ghost. That film was yes. pretty damn good. It was yes. enjoyable. Always believing that that was ghost. It was um, ghost. That's my initial gut reaction to ghost there. Uh, his initial gut reaction, he correctly identified the movie, folks, which means we're <laughs> off to a, a good start here now. That is a good thing indeed. You hear romance, and I feel as we've mm. done romance movies here on Swirl, it feels like that's always like kind of a gossamer-thin, see-through genre, which behind yeah. it has the naked body of the real genre. Ah! And this was somewhere between, I guess, a bit of a, a fantasy sci-fi type of a, a vibe in some respects. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it was sillier than I thought it was going to be. Was it more of an adventure than you thought would have... Did you think there would be ghost training sequences with Patrick Swayze? That's the type of, you know, adventure we're going on here, you know? It was a little bit of a caper at times, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't see coming. I thought this was going to be, like, sexy as fuck, is what I thought this was going to be. I thought it was going to be, like, a, a sexy film. I thought there was going to be some real ghost sex going on. But it's more of, like, an adventure, yeah. Less of that than you would have gotten in Ghostbusters, as you were uh, correct in, in identifying, perhaps, yeah, the start weirdly. of the, the movie. Weirdly, strangely, yeah. that... So yeah, there is some romance here. And I would argue that due to the ghostly nature of our protagonist, that we kind of get a lot of that out of the way quite early on in the movie. And then it is at that point, it's like you're at the end of the weekend. There's no shopping done and mm. you're just into the cupboard and it's just pure capers. That's all that's left <laughs> to happen here in this movie. And you're going to rustle up a salty adventure is all I'm saying with yes. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. So we lost scary actors in this movie, Sam. Like, Whoopi Goldberg, who we discussed before we hit record that yeah. there is no comedic strategy or advantage or merit in discussing any controversy to do with Whoopi Goldberg. So we'll leave that over there now and we're just going to keep going on the rest of the podcast. All I'll say is that I'm happy that Kevin always does his research before we record these podcasts because there's some things that I'm very clueless about. Uh, and wouldn't have known. So, uh, but as he rightly points out, no comedic ground to be, uh, you know, explored there. Exactly. Like, you know, because if you put in Whoopi Goldberg controversy into Google, you'll probably end in like kind of a lengthy kind of search period there and trying to find out a lot of, uh, trying to get to the bottom of it. You'll be, you'll be there for a while. You know, it's not, it's not like if you put in Whoopi Goldberg, Ted Danson controversy, and then you get something that's more like kind of boom, straight to the point, Jesus Christ, you know. But that's not this movie. No. Or, um, or podcast. <laughs> no, and I like that you're allowing people at home to do their own reading should they choose to go down that route. Press the cursed button now. Because <laughs> one, one of my first notes is like, oh, Whoopi Goldberg is in this. How, uh, how exciting. <laughs> so I'm going to cross that one out. What? Right, my, my other first note was that the music at the start Ooh. And the, the title card mm -hmm. felt like a fucking horror. And I think that's yeah. obviously, you know, deliberate to kind of go, oh, what are we doing here? It was pretty spooky. 
Mm. You know, we, we had a low camera that was going around the grounds. I don't mean to invoke it again, but it did feel very Hellraiser-like that perhaps yeah, we were seeing first-person Swayze looking for his first blood supper, or if not, some loose black pudding would suffice. Yeah, yeah. Did we cover whether Hellraiser from Hellraiser... Well, not Hellraiser. Who's the main guy from Hellraiser? You know, the the, the blood man. The man yeah, in his blood. This- <laughs> Marty Mayo, we called him, sure, because he was all thick and full of cream. We talked about him eating black puddings, right? Surely. Uh, we, uh, that, we surely did. That like. would be like energy bars for him, right? That would just like... <laughs> just take a big, old, a big old bite. Anyway, look, we, we think, oh, horror, but then we get sexy shirtless Swayze, sexy oh. shirtless other guy... And he's doing the sexiest possible thing, which is home renaissance, which is when Patrick Swayze renovates your home. Yes, it, that's you know, it's it's some real work going on. And d- d- is it Demi Moore or Demi Demi Moore? Demi? I don't know because I feel like I've heard it pronounced both ways. Mm. You know, uh, Demi and Demi. It, it, Demi. You know, that's it. You're kind of, once you get semi-semi into your head, then it starts becoming kind of confusing. So I like it all together in one, like Demi Moore. Like Demi, Demi Moore, Demi Moore, Demi, Demi Moore, Demi Moore. Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. She's here wearing some dungarees. This little team of three, they're knocking the walls down of some big fancy fucking apartment. It's another American film where the protagonists live in this fucking spacious, massive fucking city apartment that must cost a billion fucking dollars. And it's another movie that we're doing here, where much mm. like in Rocky Five, because, uh, you know, I was expecting here, like, any second, that Swayze, because he's going to become a ghost, I was like, all right, home renovation, oh no! You know, I yeah, was expecting yeah. him... You know, dead in the first five, I would have thought. You know, well, I thought it was very bold of them to have him get crushed by the renovations or accidentally unearth an untapped vein of asbestos in this New York apartment. But uh, he got through it relatively unscathed. Yeah. I mean, in that way, the opening of this film, and I think it does it deliberately, is not a million miles away from your sort of your final destinations. You're waiting for yeah. the dramatic death moment. Because, you know, you know, look, if the film's called Ghost, and you've probably seen the trailers or know the kind of vibe. You know someone's dying, and so the film's kind of playing with you. It's going, oh, 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 no. And I thought, you know, they were taking a bit of a metaphysical twist on it, because when I found Mm -hmm. out that he was a Wall Street banker, I thought, oh, no, is it the death of the middle class he's after? (laughs) That was his. But no, it was, in fact, actually his own death was later on, and the death of the middle class later, later on as well, is what it was. Yes, he's a big fancy bank man. Pranks and flash they are. Yeah. You know what? The little goof. So they've got to do a bit... Got the big pitch to the Japanese potential investors. There's a little goof where they're in the lift and Swayze's little mate is like, I'm so contagious. I'm going to kill it. And my genitals are all contagious as well. I'm going to get dick disease all over everyone. To try and scare... (laughs) Which, you know, that's what I did when I went on Dragon's Den. You know, I didn't want those other... (laughs) people pitching their ideas to the dragons so i pretended that there was something wrong with my willy and it and it worked 
I mean, the whole pretending to cough and be sick thing, like, I feel perhaps enough time has passed that I can joke about it because I literally had, like, I was traumatized by it. But, like, three months into the pandemic in my corner shop one Friday evening, a lad mm. was in there going, oh, yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got COVID, sure. <laughs> and we're like, please stop pantomime yeah. COVID. It's really stressful. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do it louder now that you're you're upset by us. Uh, he sh- if he went to the dick, we would have been happy. You know, yeah. we've been moving away from the contentious <laughs> topic. Exactly. So, look, these lads, they're naughty, like, young, big city banking boys, right? They're just like a, a bunch of lads just banking and having a good time, you know? Living on the edge, you know, is yeah. what, what they're doing here pretty much. And that's why, on average, most Wall Street bankers do come back as ghosts because they're so used to li- living on the edge between yeah, worlds yeah. that they kind of rarely cross over. Or they go to hell. <laughs> Speaking of the edge, and not the guy from U2, this scene where they're dangling a fucking angel statue over the street. Oh my god, no. Hated every second of that. Don't like that. I don't like dangly dangly stuff. Oh, it made me nostalgic, sure, because I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, on a podcast, but in my third year at boarding school in the dorm, and I would sleep there with 45 other boys. And I I remember thinking, I've got a good bed picked out for this entire year you know a sink across the way and all that i'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. set up here mum i'm going away now to, to board school and she looked up and there was a big giant five foot statue of the virgin mary above it and she went jesus sure that'll fall on you and then she left and i spent the next year there <laughs> sleeping under the watchful gaze of a very tippity toppity looking virgin mary thinking well you know Tonight could be the night. <laughs> if this falls and crushes me to death, will some sects of Christianity consider it a miracle because there's a statue of Virgin Mary and a lot yeah. of blood and viscera? Someone's going to think that's holy. Yeah, probably. So when I saw Swayze there, would be like, whoa, whoa, look at this like thing. Jumping out of the window, kicking it so it gets momentum to come back in. It's not fucking Ninja Warrior UK, mate. It's- he's, t- he's taking a gun out and like, whoa, running around with it like, ah, ah click, 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 whoa, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> this scene of them like sorting out the apartment and decorating it is fine. But there's a really neat little shot that I loved where... You, you see some shot of this guy talking, but it's actually filmed via a mirror that a, <gasps> a moving man is moving away. And I'm like, that's a bit of fun. I like with films like this, where there's not really any need for that shot, but I'm sure they just thought, oh, that'll be neat nice. to do be that. Neat, yeah. For, yeah, that's a bit of fun, that. Yeah, it's nice when it's not just bare minimum perfunctory. You know, there's a bit of style and flair throughout this movie. And I think yes. it's kind of... It's easy to look at the old uh, blockbusters and think, oh, they won't have that. And it's like, well, their blockbusters usually because they had that in the 90s. Yeah. A little bit of that razzmatazz. I do like as well the quiet moments where Swayze's on his own with Demi Moore. And mm. he says things like, I don't know. I'm always worried that something bad's going to happen. Like the bubble's going to burst. I'm like, well, Patrick, in fairness, jumping out windows and courting <laughs> danger as you have been. I would also be worried that something bad's going to happen. Something about nearly jumping out a window makes me think that maybe I might slip and fall someday. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just wild, though. I just think, you know, something, maybe something bad will happen. This bit where Dimmy Dimmy Moore is saying, I love you, I really love you, and Swayze says, ditto, <laughs> which it, that comes up later, 
But in my notes, I just put, for fuck's sake. Like, that's such a fucking Hollywood fucking... That's like a um, Harrison Ford fucking thing, isn't it? You know? That's like a, you know, I love you. D- ditto. Ditto. No, I'd be like, I love you, and he'd go... <laughs> and once you realise after a certain point in life that Harrison Ford's supposed sexiness is just Marge Simpson's sexiness taken down uh, an octave, yeah. it's not as special as all that, and Marge Simpson wouldn't crash a plane. That's all I'm saying. Because she's, <laughs> she's afraid of flying. She'd stay away from the plane. She's canon. Yeah. Okay, look. It's time for the iconic scene, Early Doors. It's straight pot- potting, Sam. We're potting. Pottery time. <laughs> and... I mean, the song, is that Unchained Melody? Oh, my wife, <laughs> wah, 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 Good song, good choice for this, and... Yep, classic. In general, I know we talked about this in the priest world, giving a big old slab of clay, like a weird kind of wide hand job, is sexy i've got to say it like you know it's oh it is it is it's definitely yeah. sexy and also as well when you remove the fact that it's not a ghoulish haunted pottery moment like no. you may have thought it was no. and these are just two humans making some crockery everyone involved is alive <laughs> exactly it becomes yeah. a lot like it's due to the practical nature of that it becomes immediately a lot more sexy sorry to the yes. ghost enthusiasts out there i'm just telling it like it is I know a few things here, Sam. Number one, mm. the parallels between making pottery and falafel did not go unnoticed in this household because I did have that for my supper last night. Yeah. Also, as well, I did watch this with Joe, and Joe informed me that she really, really wanted, after seeing this, to do a class with some sort of a live-action pottery business in it. Well, I would think that in the 90s when this came out, that this led some sort of a, a mini-boom in the the pot the home potting industry and then they realized what i really want was i want to go to a special place where you can do pottery but you can ruin a load of ones that have been intricately done really good <laughs> like someone's made like a big like, like, tall lampshade because when swayze goes in there and he's like and he ruins it i mean i wanted to kill him but i also thought it was very 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 impressive at the same time i imagine that's more satisfying than making something good is to ruin something Absolutely. that's already good you know but look um, this movie is providing something new for the new generation. This is 1990, and we're moving on. We're adding layers here. This is, I believe, the first instance of not just wet and messy, but romantic and wet and messy. Ruam, for the first time here, on Ghost. And I think they need to be acknowledged for that. Ruam. Get into Ruam. So, the soft roof labor... Right, look. As as sexy as this is, I think practically i i i've got the word practically <laughs> highlighted here now because we're spinning wet wet fucking clay around right if you're because their hands are fucking i'm gonna say it slathered in that stuff and if you then go from that and you're all neck kissing and you're rubbing each other's hands when those hands go onto the body yeah exactly it's gonna make that going noise to too crispy you're going to be like puff pastry in the worst way imaginable okay yeah and I don't think that's covered enough in this film. I think it's a very sexy sex scene, and we're all like, oh, yeah, that's sexy. Where's the scene of them washing their hands, you know? Where's that? I think this gives an undue expectation and non-realistic representations of the issue of flakiness 
and yeah. real life sex scenes because you, you have the cross-ons after, not before, for this very, very reason is what I'm saying, okay? Yeah. You remove all your dandruff before, not after is what I'm, <laughs> you know? It's just, come on, guys. Swayze, you yeah. need to be a sex symbol here. Come on, act like us. The last thing you want in your bed is clay crumbs, you know? No. You don't want that in your bed. Oh, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, number one Hollywood hunks. I wouldn't kick them out of bed for eating crisp, but I would ask them to wash their hands yeah. after extensive sloppy potting. And that's not a one-wash thing is it you know if you've no. got like clay on your hands and it was their hands were thick with clay you know you have to get that special brush <laughs> that is kind of sore to get under the nails yeah and all that as well it'd be yeah. like you just done gardening or something it'll be a two three wash minimum and i think right regardless of how sexy these people are that's going to take you out of the moment when you have to do that i think you know i mean i just feel like you're setting back this freshly renovated apartment it's going back a few steps now yeah know? And that is, that's not going to make you happy the next day. Meanwhile, on Wall Street, there's a big problem. There's simply too much cash. It's just, it's, what's the word for cash? There's too much liquid cash just like sloshing, just sloshing about all over the place, you know? There's just like cash everywhere. Solid cash is what I'd be taking usually, you know? Yeah. If you don't mind, mate, the window man sometimes will take a liquid fiver, but not often. No, I, I just come there with a with a big old mug and I say, fill me up. That's what I do down at NatWest. It's a d- dangerous game, Sam, because the liquid cash I find is pretty much like Scottish notes. They really turn a face at you, even though I figure it should be legal tender. Now, <laughs> they used to have a little funnel you could pour into on the bus, didn't they? But they don't even have that anymore. <laughs> And I think if you tried to do that now on a, you know, card machine, you'd be uh, laughed out of town, which is a real shame. Too much money. Too much money in the account. Too much money. money everywhere. And too much time went into making this name because I don't know how you ended up calling Patrick Swayze Sam Wheat. Sam Wheat. Stupidest fucking name. <laughs> well, for, I it, mean, come on. It starts strong, you know. Great first name. S- Sam. Sam Wheat. Wheat. Oh, look. <laughs> I love wheat, I love flour, and I love bread. But that's no yeah. Chaplin, is it? No, no. Sam Wheat. Sam Wheat. Chaplin, that's a surname. Wheat, that's just a, that's just a noun. Like, come yeah. on. Get out love of here. and respect to all the Wheats out there, but Mr. Wheat. Mr. Mister Wheat. Mr. Wheat's my father, I'm Sam. Mr. Wheat is smiling at you from a cereal box, you know? <laughs> That's not a real person. No, name. no, no. Because Mr. Wheat is only on a cereal that needs you needs to help you shit. So Mr. Wheat is like, come on now. <laughs> He's giving you the look like, eat it, all of it. Thank you. No, the bad, the, the milk that doesn't taste nice. Put that on us. So Sam and Molly, they're out on the streets. And Molly, is, uh, Demi Demi Mott, says, I'm going to marry you, Sam. I'm going to marry you, Sam Wheat. Oh, it's so modern. They have a little bit of a disagreement about the fact that he never says, I love you. He just says ditto back to when she says it. What a jerk he is, huh? But before they get a chance to get into that, they are pursued by someone I would describe as a street tough. A street tough. Street tough. Yeah, he's a baddie. A baddie that can only come from the mind of a 1990s script, basically. Like, it's like, oh, no, not a baddie. A, a oh, fucking he's... mugger, basically. And yeah. he's like, come here. I want your jewellery. I want to kill every fucking last one of you. And let me tell you, 
Dinkins dropped the ball here big time vis-a-vis the street crime. And if it's not Dinkins, it's probably Giuliani or one of the other <laughs> mayors who dropped the ball D- big time Dinkins. here. But I'm, Dinkins, you son of a, you goddamn dink, you <laughs> fucked it up. And yeah. good golly, you think they've shot Molly, but no, you've been shot, Mr. Wheat. And that is, I love, love, I love you, that little moment there where they're like kind of flipping around on you. You think that yeah. he's, uh, and then you realize not only have you goofed up, you're also kind of see through a bit as well now. That's yeah, no yeah. You know what? I actually fell hook, line, and sinker for the bit. Oh, where did you? you? Well, you see him chasing after the guy. I was like, oh, this isn't actually the death bit, but it is the death bit, and it's he's a he's a ghost on he's a he's running after him as a ghost. So boo, yeah, boo. So Sam Wheat is dead. It's fucking dead. Oh, you're cursed to be slightly green screened for the rest of your days. <laughs> There's some real good shocked face acting from Swayze here. Some real good, like, oh, oh, oh God. Like, yeah, you know, and you would be shocked and you would make funny faces, but it's almost wrestling level of, like, oh, yeah, facial stuff going on. Yeah. He's doing an amazing job with what is something that can be very easily... I mean, think about it. He's not got the benefit of great CG or anything like that. He's probably no. in a fucking warehouse with a flashlight being shot on him. Like, he's given you an amazing performance here. And I love, love, love this sequence where he's, like, first kind of in this hysterical ghost phase. And he wakes up in bed with the angel statue, which I dreamt would happen to me over and over again. And he yeah. get this fucking... Dirty L Sid. Because you're a ghost now. And he's drawn towards a Mr. Bean ass white light. And it's like, you know, <laughs> you go up there, it's all good, but you come back down and you're a fucking imbecile. And it's all sorts of misadventures. You don't want that. But what actually happens is he just gets some sort of a heaven dust kind of sprinkled on him back on the street. So he's and not. Pollen, ghost pollen, I think. He's not had full. He's not been taken away in either direction. He's still here as the titular ghost. So now I, I'm interested in this because you know what I think is a strong thing about this movie is that if you care about like ghost lore and stuff like mm. that, they do. While at the same time being very mysterious and not explaining anything and not being like, "Ooh, heaven and hell and demons and angels." There's none of that stuff. But no. there's a good deal of like, well, there is some sort of a logic or a process to it. So like, there is stuff to figure out. And I think that's really, really well done in this movie. Like, it's fantasy sci-fi chops are, are very well earned in my regard. I, I was shocked to find out the guy who wrote this wrote one of my fave horror movies, Jacob's Ladder, which I would not have considered. Yeah. And that's like a batshit crazy movie about the descent into hell. And this is like, oh, okay. You're treated very seriously, but it is still just like, it's just some ghost stuff. And he meets yeah. a ghost pal when he's in the emergency room, who's kind of like a, a little bit of a, a guide in the first instance, telling him about kind of things he can and can't do and whatnot. And he goes through a guy early on, and I liked it because it took me straight back to the 90s. It was like a Ribena advert, you know, where they yeah. show you all, all of the stuff that you have to drink for your teeth. It was a good POV shot, and I could tell there was no added sugar in that guy. Now, I, I want to get into ghost physics for a second. I know we yes, talked about ghost please. lore just there, ghost physics. It is weird because you can sit on a chair, but you can't touch a person, and doors are difficult but not impossible to get through. You can't get through them, but it's a bit of a... It felt to me when he tries to go through a door and he's all like... Ugh. I felt it was perhaps, and this is for some folks at home, 
But is it like if you can't go through there fully, you'll accidentally become a haunted door then? You'll become the door. And then that's it. Like, you're going to be fucking yeah. jiggling the handle for the rest of your days as well to communicate. I don't know. So to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Now, here's another Sorry. question I have for you. If you're you. a door and you spend your days jiggling the handle, that sounds that sounds naughty to me. Because, well, what? you know. That, all right, fine. Come okay. On. Get your mind out of the gutter. That was, I'm sorry. We said we got that out of the way early yeah. on, didn't we? No. Right. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the question I have for you, Sam. Yeah. What constitutes the level to which your business needs to be unfinished? before you're brought back in because i'm worried that i'd be in the middle of an epic shit and all of a sudden i'm a ghost and i'm like no i'm grand i just needed to i i just needed five that's all i literally needed five non-eternity and i literally won't be able to fix this unfinished business now i would never ever wish for your demise ever However, he's only saying that because he knows how complicated the funeral's going to be. <laughs> yes, I've got, I've got the list. Well, I have to re-listen to like many, many hours of podcasting. I told you not to store yeah. it as a list. I told I you it should be a Microsoft Access database. I know, <laughs> but I think it would have been very funny for you to have died. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no! no. Wait, Don't wait. pause there. <laughs> for you to have died. After we recorded the pre-swirl of this episode, oh. but before we did the post-swirl of the film Ghost, and so that your unfinished business was that you had to both watch the film Ghost and talk to me some, communicate to me somehow about the film Ghost, and then you were able to ascend to heaven. That would have been the funniest time for this to happen. If any of you are listening to this and it is not actually my voice and it's just the collection of the sounds of a cat, some door scraping, <laughs> and Whoopi Goldberg... Tweet me. I need access to my account. <laughs> right. Look, Sam Wheat, he's knocking about with a bunch of other ghosts. There's just like ghosts just like hanging around. They're just sort yeah. of, there's some about. I don't know how, I don't know what the population of ghosts in the world is at this point. I think it's around the same as the population of farts. They seem to right. hang around and have a yeah. similar half-life as well. And it is, it's quite sad, really, the way that Sam is just sort of hanging around back at home watching molly do all of her stuff and just kind of and he's there when she's like talking to him being like i took your shirts to the i picked up your shirts from the laundry and it was really sad and it's it's, it's you know it's genuinely quite touching it is it's you know it's a sad thing to go through particularly because you know obviously as a ghost it should all be going up to kind of the wrestlemania of your death which is your funeral and then after that mm. it's kind of like oh backlash now you know it's kind of not not as <laughs> Not as fun after that. And I will say, uh, at the addendum to the, to the funeral there, I am RSVPing to my own funeral right now as a ghost. So, okay, yeah, again, yeah. follow the instructions. Yeah. I will, I you will, will be, there. be there. I will be yeah. there. And I will be there with bells. Well, I won't have bells because I'll be, I'll be a ghost. You'll give yourself well, away. If you I'll be the there with chains on. <laughs> <laughs> I pictured you as a Muppet then when you did that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So, right. The interesting thing is that cats react to ghosts. And they hate Um, them as well. Fucking hate them. (laughs) So he might be able to use that to his advantage. Would your ghost get Stanley's dander up then? That's what I want to know. Mm. You know, our dog's just like, Duh, we can't see dead spirits. <laughs> dog lovers. Your preferred animal can't see the dead. <laughs> I feel like 
with some exceptions, cats are spookier than dogs. Yeah. So I don't know if dogs have that connection with the world of the spirits in the same way that the feline population does. I don't think I'd be able to get Stanley's dander up from beyond the grave, is what I'm saying. All right, because I figured if you'd like start, you know, you know, tinkering around with a penny or something like that. Yeah. After you died, that would get Stanley's dander up. That's not supernatural, is it? That's just a dog reacting to a noise. If I could squeak a toy from beyond the grave in ghost form, then sure, you're going to get a reaction from Stanley. Yeah, but you might as well say like, oh, if I gave the dog meat and gravy from beyond the grave, it'd be really like, oh, you get such a reaction. Like, yeah, of course, it likes that thing anyway. From beyond the gravy is what that would be. <laughs> let, let me finish. <laughs> I will say, in terms of Demi Moore, the worst thing about grief and losing a loved one, mm. I've always said, is that the pottery suffers. Yeah, yeah. She's really let her pottery game slip a little bit there. Really bad. Which, which pretend she had a younger cousin who went away to summer camp, and that's why all it's <laughs> looking like that. Like, we just thought it was the nicest thing to do. No offence, but that, that, yeah, that was some real dog shit work right there. So, this Carl fella, Swayze's little mate, he's already making moves here. He's been a little bit kind of, you know, something not right with him. Shifty is what we're saying. He's real shifty, and while old Sam Wheat's trying to make his way through a solid door, the fucking murderer is making his way through a solid <laughs> door by just, you know his way in at the start of this movie because i'd forgotten what had happened i was like oh typical hollywood hysteria it's like there's a mugger and he's gonna kill you and then take your wallet and come back to your house and kill your other person (laughs) this is one very hard-working very focused murderous mugger yeah there is a little thing we like to call the story still to come (laughs) yes Um, i love the very cool sort of late 80s drums in this i know this is 99 but it's late 80s. Yeah. The fucking the reverb on those things, you know? Doof, doof, boof. <laughs> I, I knew, I knew you would have liked this as well because there are, yeah, there are lots of instrumentations uh, here that basically took place in a very big warehouse, and that is fantastic. Yes. I'm surprised myself by how much I enjoyed saying boof there like that. It's just quite boof. fun to boof. <laughs> now, not only is this man a murderer, a mugger, he's a pervert. Because he's just standing there watching Molly undress and he does a little, horrible little grin. Like a disgusting cat who's got ugly cream. You know, just like a little... (laughs) Oh, no, not ugly cream. That's my least favourite, like... Sorry, you told me there wasn't any ugly cream in this. I need to send it back. Uh, I think he is... The guy who plays... uh, I think it's Willy Lopez is his name. uh, Yeah. And he's got a a serious look about him. Like, he's a proper fucking, you know, iconic features, let's just say. This dude could have been a name. And I genuinely think that he's one of these lads where because you played such a scary creep, people are like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to cast the scary creep. I don't want people to think of the scary, creepy thing in our movie, even if you could play another scary creep. He's got a real strong look and he's given Debbie Moore a real strong look until Sam Wheat uses cat power, not the musician, to, to scare the cat, to scratch the murderer to send him on his way. And Sam's giving chase now to the murderer to find out where he goes. He goes back to his mugging base where all the muggers spawn. But when you're a ghost, you can get on the subway for free. (laughs) They give you a pass, yeah. You you will get strangled by another ghost who just shouts, You like trains? 
stay out, this is mine, and really wants to, like, defend the train. And I guess if you were a ghost, you wanted to, like, pick a base. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. I mean, I'd want a base first and foremost. I'd be thinking about a good spot to haunt, honestly. I probably yeah. want to, like, be in a Greg's or something like that, maybe. Or I don't know, that'll make me depressed as a ghost. Yeah, Where'd be can't... a good spot to haunt? You know what? Particularly a subway train is not a bad shout in terms of, you know, shout. you see a bunch of people, you keep moving around. How about the Nottingham now? You could do the old tram there, wouldn't you? This is my tram. You know, people, you know, probably would get off, like, you know. Yeah. We head to the home of Willie Lopez... And he's on the phone saying, I couldn't get it. Give me a couple of days. I'll go back. (gasps) To get it. Ah. It's probably like in his mind, there's like probably like the the mugger's delight, like a really big wallet, like a huge one. Like it's fucking massive, a huge like A2 ID inside it. You can take it home. Look at this. We can go anywhere we want. Now, I don't know if I sort of zoned out for a minute, but I don't know when... Sam Wheat decided to just head into a sort of spiritual medium's office. Office? Is I it mean, an office? He, he literally walks out into the street after leaving the block where Willie Lopez is. Okay. And he, he, looks, he looks across the road and it says, uh, spiritual medium, talk to the dead. And he's like, huh, maybe I'll go into the second ah. act. And off he goes. <laughs> and it's uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, big whoop. E. Goldberg presence in this movie because she's uh, one of the lead roles. Yes. Now, it's quite funny that Sam Wheat is thinking, oh, this fucking spiritual stuff is bullshit, while he is a literal ghost in the room with them, (laughs) hanging out with them. But in fairness, she's given an ice, stone-cold reading there. And I I love bad psychics. Like, you know, I love seeing really good psychics get found out and embarrassed but I love seeing like a real shite charlatan just be like, uh, 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 uh. And they're like, the money now, the money, the money, come here now. <laughs> Tw- plot twist, Whoopi can actually hear dead people or she can hear Sam Wheat because she's sort of saying, well, she can hear, she can hear what he's saying. And he's kind of like slagging her off as she's doing this and he's trying to get her to say his name so he knows that she could definitely hear him. And she goes, Sam Wheat. And they're all like, what, Sam Sam, Sam Wheat. But we're, we're getting somewhere now. He's found a way of communicating. Now, I don't believe in spirits, and I don't believe in mediums, but I think on the law of averages, I probably would think there's a greater chance that spirits exist than mediums who can detect them. Although yeah. I do realise that the idea that mediums existing that can speak with spirits, but there tragically being no spirits to speak to, is a very, very niche potential reality that i have conjured so i'm just saying is i got a big kick out of this particularly as well i like that Whoopi goldberg was wearing a big kind of muumuu thing and when swayze went through her it went up big like she did a big fart i thought that was really good because <laughs> it went like yeah so sam's strategy here is right i'm gonna get Whoopi goldberg to call molly and the way i'm going to convince her to keep doing this is by just just singing at her all the time and bothering her until she does what i ask now she can only hear him not see him right yes yeah so is that interesting because she gets very very short with swayze very very quickly and it was interesting to know that patrick swayze was finding out the hard way 
that without his physical form, mm. he wasn't being treated like he was used to, was he? Just no. all off-key singing, he had to go just straight away. And I like that when he's singing, he's like, oh, I'm Henry VIII, I'm fucking Henry VIII. He does the Ramones uh, second verse, same as the first thing, which I, I, I don't know if that is a Ramones thing or maybe it's an old-fashioned thing. And that's what you have to sing now that the Queen has died in, instead of God Save the Queen, it's that one instead of your Henry VIII, Charles the third <laughs> Charles the fucking third So <laughs> Whoopi She's made a call to Molly Molly's like I'm not fucking talking to you Hangs up Yeah she thinks it's a sick Crank call Yeah And I need to know right now And this could be to do with the spirits or not mm. If you are calling someone under false pretenses For the purposes of merriment Is it a prank call Or a crank call Oh, because I've heard both. Crank. I wonder if there is a semantic difference between a prank call and a crank call. And I also, that's not the same as a cranked up call, because that's when someone's like, "Let me tell you, <laughs> you know, that, that's different. Yeah, that's very here. different." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'd say prank. Prank. No crank. Yeah, because oh. you can you can pull a prank on someone, but you can't pull a crank on someone <laughs> like. <laughs> No, Mom, it was just a prank. You know it was a crank. You know it was a crank. It was only a crank, bro. It was just a crank. <laughs> it's just a crank, bro. <laughs> uh, so Whoopi is uh, is sent over to Molly's, and she's doing all the kind of, hey, hey, he's, you know, he's, he's still, he can, I can communicate with him. But she's like, no, fuck you. He's dead. And Sam Wheat's like, okay, Whoopi, tell her I love her. And she does that. And then... Molly's like, well, he would never, he'd never say that because he's a prick. Ah. But then he gets Whoopi Goldberg to say ditto, and Demi Moore's like, of course he's a Pokemon fan, and how would how would Whoopi Goldberg know that? Doesn't she only would know that because yeah. she was previously, you know, she was trading with him. Let's just <laughs> say that, folks. Okay, let's just say, let's just say they had a magmar. And an Electrobuzz, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in that household. I want a special cut of this movie where all reference or visual reference to Patrick Swayze is removed. So it just looks like Whoopi Goldberg is the greatest bullshit artist of all time. Yeah, that'd be a fun alternative version, wouldn't it? That is just someone being really mean and manipulative. Being really mean and assertive, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, it's a dangerous game here because it's like, oh, wait, no, my grieving soon-to-be widow, mm. I'm saying that because they're going to be married in a dead ceremony. She said she wanted to marry him. That's what I'm saying, okay? But... <laughs> you, 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 married oh, she's really in a s- dead ceremony. <laughs> I know, right? Awful. <laughs> what Awful. a great, what um, great album that was. But, like... The only way that you could reconnect with her and prove that it's you, and she's like grieving or really sad, is be like, no, 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 no. Really intimate, sad detail that only you and I know. And like, ah, like you yeah. have to traumatize her more to get her to the point of being able to connect with you, the dead presence. It's not nice. You wrote your name in your pants, remember? And it's like, oh, what? Don't be shouting that in the street. Please. I'm just saying, it's a good thing that he got Whoopi Goldberg because if you got some dude and he's like knocking the door and be like, You wrote your name on your pants. (laughs) Secret intimate details that only you and your dead husband know about. You mean fucking carting out of there faster than you could spin your hat. So at that point, they're all on the same page, but Whoopi Goldberg, after she's basically said, You're in danger, you're going to get attacked by this murderer man. She's just like, I'm out of here, I've done my bit, see you later. Dead guy, non-dead person. Peace out. 
Now, after all this has happened, and you've got Whoopi Goldberg coming around saying your dead boyfriend thinks you're going to be killed by a murderer, Molly, understandably, goes to old uh, Carl, the, uh, oh. the the best mate, and he's saying, ah, oh, come on, this is all a bunch of nonsense bananas. You can't be buying this, surely. This is mad. I, I usually feel this way. If anyone's ever sceptical about the spirit world, I often mm. think they're involved in some sort of a conspiracy or a criminal of some sort. He was very suspicious in his actions and reactions. Yeah. This was the point where I was like, oh, he he's set up Sam to be killed. I, maybe I was slow on guessing that that's where this was going, but I thought he was just going to try and get with Molly. But it's more complicated than that. But this was the point where I was like, oh, he's he's had he's had his mate killed. Promise me there will be no conspiracies surrounding my death. Uh, as my friend, you have to promise me that now. And I'll promise you the same, that there is no conspiracies. Or at the very least, if you are going to do a conspiracy, would you make sure I don't come back as a ghost so I have to watch it all, Right. Whatever you do after I'm in hell, that's your business, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but but up until that point, if I'm a ghost, I don't want to have to do any of that. What I'm saying is don't let me die mid-shit, okay? You have to promise me this. I have to promise that you're not going to die mid-shit. Yeah, because then I might come back as a ghost and witness the conspiracy, which you're also forbidden from enacting. Yes. Don't do either of those things is what I'm saying. Okay, thank you. Okay, I and promise. I, I promise the same. Thank you. So... Um, and they say it, that men don't talk anymore. Exactly. Come on, guys. That's this all is, this podcast is. Yeah, promising to not. <laughs> Good. It's healthy. It's healthy to promise your your male friends these things. Yeah, it's important, right? I want to say something here. Is that the that Carl guy looks like a buff Michael Sarah? Is what I'm going to say. He's got. It's <laughs> yeah, weird. Well, like Michael Sarah won that. Uh, that muscle suit in the really funny uh, <laughs> later seasons of Arrested Development. <laughs> Which you know everyone's favourite. Remo- all of them are being removed from Netflix who brought it. Ah, oh, silly. That, has ever there been a, an example of the cancer spreading? You know it's bad when something is so distasteful you have to get rid of like, the, the iconic of original. Like <laughs> It'll happen to you, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> We get the uh, the big reveal sooner than I thought because Sam follows Carl to Willie's house and now Carl... <laughs> it, it, Willie, Willie is a funny Jesus, name. Great stuff. Carl is asking Willie to kill Molly and this is all part of a money laundering plot. He's in he deep... Owes, it was big time to the cartels. Drug dealers and he's laundering their cash. Ah, oh, it's just like Ozark. Yes. You know... Like season four of Ozark, did you see it? Did you see, did you see no. the fourth? Se- didn't you didn't stick it out either? Interesting that. I don't I think didn't. anyone has actually seen the fourth season of Ozark. But I think if you just put like a a really blue filter over this whole film, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's Ozark. That's what Ozark yeah, is, is like. You it's know, it's all is. Yeah, I, maybe they were all ghosts in Ozark. <laughs> they didn't realise because of all the. The, the heavy blue shading. It's so blue you can't tell who's who. Now, Molly has gone to the police and I. it took me a while to realise who the police guy was. It took me a long time. But it's the, it's the it's thingy from Barry. It's the, the guy from Barry. It's the Barry it's guy, the right? The bulldozer himself. Yes, yeah. you're right, it is. There we go. And he looks, you know, very different and younger, but it's it's him. Yeah. And I thought that was, is- that was nice. 
a crossover point with him and professional wrestling announcer Tony Schiavone, where I feel at a certain point, one man's life and the other man's life, they looked identical. Right. Like kind of passing ships just, in well, the age yeah. night. <laughs> He's very nice, though. He kind of explains, I understand your para-explanation here, mm-hmm. but these people affect the vulnerable, and I've got a file here a mile thick about the would-be Miss Goldberg and yeah. her many dodgy dealings. Sorry, this is the problem now about interchangeably calling the actors and the characters the same thing here, and then also saying I'm not going to talk about Whoopi Goldberg controversy, and then saying I've got a file <laughs> a mile thick here on Miss Goldberg. So on, <laughs> on her character, yeah, <laughs> she, she's been done in for all sorts of petty fraud over the years, essentially. Yes, um, and so the police are not taking this, you know, on, on face value in terms of what Molly said. And the police obviously are very eager to prove the existence of ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Because you can imagine what that would do to the crime stats if they could write off 50% of them as ghosts. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying it'd be very easy for the commissioner to swallow that. Exactly. Once you crack that case, you know, it's, it's, it's game over. Easy. Carl, he needs some Mac codes. He's trying to get some codes. He's doing his naughty crime business. And there's a weird shot of... I love this old-timey interface. Like, when yeah. you see people stressing out over big Casio fucking digits, like, ha, 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 <laughs> look, look at look, you. Look. You're sweating and it's not even rendered properly. <laughs> <laughs> He's making up, like, a fake customer to justify this money so that's that's a key thing that's happening here like if this is money laundering what he's done there is made like a fake shirt basically a fake, fake yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. And pants those yeah fake laundry and now he's got to put them in the fake washing machine and we'll see how that goes later on not real beads not real conditioner it's all fake it's, it's yes. laundering okay now i don't understand what the weird shot is of molly rolling a jar of coins or something down the stairs i don't what I is think that it was to show that she was gripped by grief and ennui. Okay, sure. Ennui more over there. Carl, fresh from playing on his uh, Casio keyboard of a computer. He's got the moves, Sam. He's got the moves. He's spilt coffee all over himself. And he's like, oh, I guess I... Oh, I'm just going to <laughs> take off my shirt. And, uh... In what universe does a man show up at your front door mm. with a bag of apple pear hybrids? I'm sorry, Japan, but that's not God's plan, all right? To have those two, <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty, mutants, that is. And anyway, he shows up with his freak fruit, and then he's like, ah, oh, baby, maybe I'm going to pour scalding coffee on myself. Hey, yep. baby. Oh, 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 you, you comfortable? You know, when you take my shirt off, I'm kind of scalding myself. Oh, you, come on, that's no move. That's no move to play. And no. then he goes to kiss her. No, you're all smelly and sticky with coffee. You brought in bad fruit. Get out of here, you creep. And Sam Wheat does what I think we'd all do in this situation and just dives onto them, hoping that'll do something. And it does manage to knock a photo onto the floor. And so ah. it, it does sort of break things up. So there is, he can actually somehow manipulate physical things as a ghost. So he needs a little bit of ghost training. Yes. Yes. You thought you could, oh, the cinema swirl, doing a movie about romance and love. And no, we're going to the subway Training. to meet a ghost that choked another ghost so he could train that ghost and had to fuck up the guy who killed him to fuck up his life. And he's going to train him with Pepsi as well, Sam. Yeah, yeah, I love that. This is great. 
I, I love that there's a little fucking training montage and also how quickly he breaks down the guy who's like, get off my train and suddenly it becomes, right, what you got to do yet yeah, is you got to like... <laughs> <laughs> All he needed was this cutscene to play out. That's all yeah. he asked. It's simple as. I did have to ask about, as we saw the Pepsi here, the cap is being used as the focal point for the physical power training. Yeah. Update your post-Pepsi draft Nitro Max experience because I have been filled with, like, kind of a, a sadness since. Well, I was a bit Pepsi daft because I drank the full, <laughs> <laughs> the full can. And, and now we're going to get someone who's going to send us in a can of Pepsi Daft from, like, <laughs> Seychelles or something like that. Yeah, we have it here. It's a thing. <laughs> and again, thank you so much, Eric. But um, I got a big headache from the amount of sugar and caffeine I must have consumed from... Because it's th- these are not little stubby cans. These are, like... Yeah, it's big boy. Th- these are big boy cans. A near the, pint of cola. Yeah, I basically just necked monster energy is what it felt like, and I just had a big old headache watching ghosts, so... Well, you know what, Sam? I'll tell yeah. you this, because Joe pointed out to you, he was like, do you realise that was the first time that you and Sam sat down together, pre-planned beforehand, to both do a Pepsi swirl, and yeah. you were both unironically excited about it, and look where we are right now. You had a headache, and I feel sad. It's just like before. It's just like the old Pepsi swirl. Yay! Oh, I thought Joe was going to like in- endorse like spontaneity, and we just need to surprise. I need well surprise each other. Me surprise you with Pepsi products all the time. But Sam, less nitrogen-based surprises for me in future, okay, please. You fine. keep your fertilizer and your Pepsi Nitro. Thank you very much. <laughs> And so, look, this little Mr. Miyagi type thing of like, I'm going to train you how to do cool ghost shit. It works, and he can he starts to be able to sort of do it a little bit. He can he can kind he can kind of get it. It was sweet enough and engaging enough to make me briefly forget that this train ghost is definitely a serial killer's ghost. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, the train strangler, of course. Dinkins did dick all about it. What's his unfinished business? He's got more people to fucking strangle now yeah. on the train. Well, I guess. All these people every day taking his train. He's meant to strangle every one of them. He's <laughs> thousands in deficit at this point. Now, I do like the whole thing about ghosts being that, you know, you can't have the thing you like the most. And one of my favorite TV shows at the moment is, is Ghosts on BBC. I love it. It's it's a, a, a hot cup of tea and a slice of toast of warm hug comedy enjoyment. And I feel like they deal a lot with this issue of like, oh, if you're a ghost, you'll miss certain things. Mm. But this lad here, you find out the one thing that the serial killer ghost really misses. And it's when they smash open the cigarette machine and loads of cigarettes spill oh, out the floor. Yeah. And he literally goes oh. over and he goes, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh. Jesus, ah. I love cigarettes. They're my favourite, so they are. I'd be like that if you smashed up a fucking, you know, Pepsi vending machine. Yeah, you would have been able to flick the cap. You would have gotten triggered by that. You would have been like, Oh! Ah. I love that, like, ah. you know? All right, I'm definitely not going to the Greggs. I can't be near sausage rolls as a ghost. I'm just going to go fucking mad. I'll strangle anyone who doesn't order the right thing. No, and definitely don't haunt like a falafel stand or something like that because I think you'd, you know... That would make me sad. It would be so sad. Now, I don't know if there's like some scene missing or something that I didn't pay attention to, but for some reason all the local ghosts are just hanging out at Whoopi's office now. They just know that like she can hear them, I think. I'm assuming word of mouth spreads... Gossipy ghosts, I'm reckoning. So gossipy, these ghosts. But what we do see, and this is a good plot device, is that one lad... New skill tree! Yeah, he can just fully, like, possess Whoopi Goldberg. So... Body jumping, we call it. Body jumping. 
And I, you know, I went down to the local gym to do their body jumping classes for a few weeks, and it really got me in shape. So I, I'd, I'd recommend it. Well, it's good though because they use the ghosts of people who have died mid-workout, and they're like. You know, if you think the people you see on Instagram are motivated, the ones who are dead and are still doing it, Jesus Christ, those people are fucking dedicated. So <laughs> if you get inhabited, body jumped, if you will, by the spirit of one of those, you're going to feel it in your abs, is all I'm saying in the morning. You're right, Kevin. They are dedicated. They're, de- they're dead, hey. dedicated, aren't they? And their remains are desiccated because <laughs> they died of dehydration because they just kept doing the reps and drinking. Yes very salty tonic waters but hey right now willie willie's at whoopie's place willie's gone to whoopie's i'm very proud of myself for making my way through the sentence willie's at whoopie's and not laughing yeah. i think that shows growth whoopie willie is that something is that oh, a funny term that's funny because that's like if you accidentally sit on your willie and then it goes <laughs> that's too funny no <laughs> a bad case of whoopie willie and then I mean, maybe I sort of lost my focus a little bit here, but she she manages to get away from Willie, and Sam has now got a plan to keep everyone safe and sort this shit out, and it involves fake IDs and a fancy outfit for Whoopi. What's that? Ghost bank heist fraud? Yes, that's what we're getting next after our ghost training montage and our body jumping bit. This movie's got it all. And it's the 90s, so you could actually get away with this by just being convincing. If you just go into somewhere and say all the right things, they will let you withdraw $4 million from an account. You know, I'm convinced in the 90s you could have just walked onto a plane without a ticket if you had the right fucking stream of bullshit. I'm yeah. Just walk in there confidently. You could have got like on. like you belong, you know? Yeah, yeah. You put a high-vis on, you'll get on a plane. Um, so <laughs> the plan is to make her pretend to be this fake customer that Carl set up so that she can then withdraw the $4 million, which Whoopi Goldberg is like, $4 million? Oh, the, the $4 million? And huh? then Carl will be in deficit, and then the drug dealers will murder him. Yes, oh, and the, everything will be fine. Allah, my ghostly <laughs> macabre plot is almost done. And Whoopi Goldberg really struggles to give that four million away to charity. Doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to part with it. Yeah, but. she kills a nun by <laughs> giving them the money as well. They're like, <laughs> too much charity for that heart to take. We cut back to Carl, who's obviously sweating bullets now because yeah. the four million is gone. You know, there's been a the money's been sneaked out from underneath him, and Swayze can get on to the most important business at hand, which is a direct haunting of his enemy. And he yes. literally sits in a big chair and laughs maniacally as this guy's like, "Ah, my life is falling apart. I'm going to be murdered." It'd almost be worth dying to see that. That'd be great. He looks like he's having a great time there. Yeah, good stuff. That's what you want I'd to say. I'd say that should be as sweet as any meal or drink you could ever have. It should almost be worth it. Well, I, I would suppose that, like, you know, if you can't consume earthly pleasures, the best thing you can have is someone demonic, else's... Demonic pleasures, right? Yeah. It's the little demonic pleasures, I think, that are most important, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah, he... He does a lot of stuff here that I would probably do if I was a ghost, like typing on your keyboard, scrunching up papers, typing the word murderer over and over again. That's good. I like yeah. that. That's very good. Because you, you're yourself, in a, in a sense, 
you're kind of shifting the blame because you're you're going to get this guy murdered, Patrick, but you're calling him a murderer. And yeah. there's nothing worse than being murdered when you're anxious about being a murderer. Yeah. And he's like, he's pissing on the toilet seat, putting the wrong stuff in the recycling bin. It's like, it's just... Ah, no. He's getting cranked. This is just a crank, bro. Like, this is proper, cranked like... Cranked from beyond the crave. <laughs> <laughs> and so, right, the baddies now, they're coming for Whoopi Goldberg... Right? Is that what's happening? Yeah, they're going to get Whoopi Goldberg. He's basically, the first instance, he's like, right, if I'm going to keep getting haunted, I'm just going to kill Molly. How about that? Like, burn the house down or I'll slit her throat, whatever it is, you mm. know? And then once they realize that he's not, he's not going to do that, instead, he's like, right, well, we'll go and kill the lady then. We'll, we'll go and kill the psychic medium, Whoopi Goldberg, Oda May, because she's got the money, right? So we off, off they go, brazen as brass, bold as can be, and just start literally knocking on doors and being like, excuse me, we're here to murder this uh, this woman and take $4 million. Have you seen her? Do you know her? The good thing is, though, is that Sam Wheat has got his throwing stuff around gimmick, like, down now. Like, he can... Oh, he's maxed this out now, this chain, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing area attacks of ghost shit right now. Yes. And Willie on the street, at this point, gets absolutely bodied here to use a a cool expression right he gets he gets bodied gets is bodied? that is that when you get killed in a way where in 2007 on youtube they would have set it to let the bodies hit the floor let the bodies he gets hit by two cars at once and we get the the thing you've been waiting for the whole movie which is for one of the murdery guys to become a ghost and he sees his body he's like oh my god and then then sam wheat writes boo yes Yay. and then Really weird black demons come and take him away. Yes! So I think, and this is a very silly film, and it's much less romantic than I thought it was going to be. The demons are the silliest bit, I think, in terms of, like, hokey bullshit. Oh, my God, so funny. Because they're, like, drawn onto the film. They they do not belong. They're pretty much, like... When I talked about on Puka Dove in previous Spooky Swirls and how all Mm. Irish children were made to dress up in bin bags... I think this is pretty much what we were meant to be. These horrible, like, sad-looking demons that come and take you away. Oh, and the synth here, it's triumphant, it's spooky. This is fantastic. Oh, great music throughout this this whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's a real late 80s-sounding thrill ride. Okay, so Willie is out of the picture. Now Whoopi and Sam need to head over to try and get Molly and... The way of convincing her that everything's fine and, you know, to, to, to get on board is to do some penny magic, you know? Magnets, see, I think she'd be too sceptical now. She'd be like, it's magnets. Even magnets, when it floats, it's magnets. It's magnets. But it works. Also, there was a bit at the start where, like, Sam was like, oh, look, a, a special penny that is significant. But that, I don't know if that cursed him or is just some, That's you know, the thing, right? Chekhov's if- penny. If you're going to have any, like, little secret bits with your partner and then later mm. on that's going to be used to prove that they're a ghost, avoid any of them being, like, really mainstream things like, oh, penny behind your ear or got your nose or things. Because yeah. then I think a cold reading psychic would guess something like that. You yeah. Know? It's got to be weird oh, shit. Well, was your uncle there? Did he pretend to remove his finger? I'm on to you. All right. <laughs> Turns out my uncle wasn't as great as he made out to be, and everyone could do that, all right? <laughs> as long as they're an uncle. But you're not going to trick me, psychics. 
So Whoopi, who has been, you know, quite standoffish with Sam throughout this film. They bicker. They have a lot of back and forth. Yeah. But she's finally sort of saying, all right, come on, possess my body and have a little dance with your lady there. Right now, okay, let's let's talk turkey here now because I think there's some business that we need to, to discuss here. Okay. Imagine if this was a long con all the way for the psychic to have sex with the grieving lady. That's all I'm saying, right? Because yeah. if you are just at the point of going, you know what, psychic medium, I believe you, I believe your thing, and then immediately that's followed up with, and now you're going to have sex with me, the psychic medium, right? Because that's you're going to be inhabited by the ghost. That's fishy. That's very fishy. I smell a rat underwater that is fishy. And it's quite quick from the point of like, okay, I believe you to, right, time for the slow dance. Like like the psychic medium's getting ahead, a bit too far ahead. But as this is filmed, we only really see actual Patrick Swayze doing the dancing, which is a real shame because I wanted some more Whoopi Goldberg, Demi Demi Moore I wanted it to cut between them, but like for a bit of a laugh, you know. Yeah, but like, it was completely oh. like Whoopi Goldberg literally became Patrick Swayze in that moment. Yeah, but that's not what was actually happening, right? Demi was. No. It was Whoopi Goldberg. I think what they're trying to say here, Sam, yeah. is that the lover's touch was so romantic and earnest, it transcended yeah. physicality and petty optics. I think what they were trying to say was. Well, if you close your eyes, it's not art. Whoopi Goldberg anymore. It's Patrick Swayze. And look, if you're ever, you know, having a kiss and a cuddle Mm. and it accidentally turns into Whoopi Goldberg and it's not who you're meant to be with, you could be Ted Danson in the 90s, you know. (laughs) Just close your eyes and open them and... (laughs) <laughs> reset the eyes is what i'm saying yes and so that's a that's a sweet little moment but it gets interrupted by pesky old carl who's barging carl, in he's spoil sport he's like broken up every romantic moment in the second half of this movie yes and he's got a gun and he's pointing it at whoopi goldberg and he wants his money give me my money can i just say as well sam i know we missed the window for valentine's day yes <laughs> as we go on and on in this movie it seems more and more like Right, okay, maybe that wasn't the worst idea in the world no. because there are more chases than kisses in this movie. I did count. <laughs> we have yeah. two kisses and four chases. Right, okay. Yeah, fair enough. So maybe this is just a movie, isn't it? This is not this is not our Valentine's movie. This is just a movie and stuff happens. If this was put out earnestly first and foremost from Hollywood to say, hey ladies, check it out, Patrick Swayze is back, he's your favourite hunk and he's in this amazing new romantic movie. Hey boys, we've secretly snuck in a (laughs) sci-fi ghost adventure in here and you get to say you went to see a Patrick Swayze movie and Channing Tatum has just announced literally the other day he's going to do the same damn thing. They're remaking Ghost with him and I bet Channing Tatum's going to do all sorts of ghost adventures and guys are like yeah i got a lot of brownie points i went to see this uh romantic movie or what i'm just saying there's a lot, yeah. a lot of folks out there are going to be pleasantly surprised oh, by man. ghosts i'm excited for the tatum remake of of ghosts i can't i can't wait for that shot for shot the same i want exactly the same yeah right and i don't want the same cg crappy effects used or i want the same outline on everything and those demons better come back Yes, and I want Whoopi Goldberg in it, despite the uh, exactly. controversy Despite section. the mounting pressure. 
T-platformer. <laughs> so, so Carl's trying to get his money, but Whoopi's like, look, mate, I've given the money to nuns. And so he nuns. then moves on to, all right, then, I'm going to kill fucking Molly. But Swayze manages to get him away from her and get him smashed through some fucking glass and get the yeah, glass how? Ooh, into how his grotesque body, into his torso. Big pretty damn bloody like. Yeah. yeah. You got him pretty much impaled there. It would not have been out of place in the oft-mentioned Hellraiser in this episode. And let me tell you, Carl, you got to be a pretty low-down, no-good wimp of a weakling to get your ass kicked by a fucking ghost. <laughs> <laughs> what a less than, like. Come on, man. <laughs> Beat up by a... He's Beat dead. By a ghost. You already killed him. Yeah. God. You've been killed... By the man you killed, who kicked your ass as a ghost, you fucking loser. It was kind of ironic, Sam, wasn't it, that we had a bloody end for that bloody nuisance, Carl, eh? Ah, uh, yeah. That was a proper, like, fucking Final Destination-looking death. I know I called oh, back yeah. to that before, but that's, you know... The only money laundering you'll be doing is the a lot of money that'll be passed over from your estate for the laundry because your clothes are covered in gore and viscera because you got impaled <laughs> on broken glass. I tell you, he was probably thinking, oh, that's why they call it window pane, you know? Cause it, hey! It, yeah. There we go. Uh, he comes back as a ghost. Yes. He's dragged to hell as well by the demons. What yeah. a bizarre adventure Carl has been on here. It was absolutely fabulous. Dragged away so we can all lead a quiet life. Yes. Excellent. Goodbye, you piece of shit. The one thing I thought that I would have liked is a bit of a twist on this, Sam, and an alternate ending, perhaps, that Hollywood could indulge us in with Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. other than it being a shot-for-shot remake. I would have had Carl been like, oh no, I'm a ghost. All my money problems are gone. <laughs> Every ghost credit is fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could, he could have then just hung out, you know, wherever he wanted to, like the train guy. And wouldn't have to be scared of no drug dealers. So is it like if you're a sinner? Or is it if you've killed someone? Or what is it? Why are these demons dragging Swayze to hell? Right. Or is it because you don't have unfinished business and you're bad? Here's the thing, mate. If you're a baddie, the demons take you away. If you're a goodie, you get a chance to make the demons take away some baddies. And then you get to go to heaven. All right? I can't make it any clearer than that. Yeah. I I like the path to heaven in the world of Ghost is paved on the bloody vengeance on all those who have wronged you. Like this is like he needs quite a body quite a body count in his wake to the pearly gates. There, high five in St Peter. Boom, got them all, man. Gold star. (laughs) Great time there. We'll post that on the leaderboards. Unbelievable. You got the elusive target and everything. Come on in, mate. Sit down, grab yourself some energy drink. Welcome to heaven. I suspect you want a pint after your busy day of revenge. <laughs> and so, mission accomplished. Way Molly can now hear Sam, and they have like a little ghost kiss before he gets to go to heaven. He becomes a force ghost, I think, is the Christian yeah. term for it. And he says to her that he loves her. And she says ditto, you know? And it just, it's all come full circle. If I was Patrick Swayze in that moment and I just had a taste of my own medicine in terms of the ditto nonsense, I'd have probably thought, oh shit, yeah, that is annoying. Can you, can you, just before I go to heaven and I never see you again, can you just confirm properly that you do love me? I need to know. 
It's just that the love you take with you, and I need to confirm it really, just so I'm not going in with an estimation or anything like that, you know? You've really made me realise the error of my ways, but if you can now rectify that and just tell me properly that you love me, that would be great. I know this, like, thematically is nice, but just, yeah. Say I love me. I didn't well up or get teary-eyed. However, mm. I did identify in this moment that if you give me an instrumental version of a song you play over and over during romantic moments in a movie and then do yeah. that over something sad, I will get that like a, ooh. Like, ooh. this reminded me of Brokeback Mountain doing a similar thing. And then I got right. sad thinking about that movie. I was too much of a thrill ride, 3D experience this movie for me to have anything other than tears of joy because it was it just wasn't sad at the end i thought even though it was a sad thing if that makes sense yes I was, ha- I was happy for him you know i've not seen brokeback mountain by the way so just to <sighs> yeah mm. i know so that's a great movie mm. that is a, oh would that well i will say sam this may have given let's, let's you some kind of a skewed opinion of what a romantic movie is, <laughs> because this is a little bit more of a thrill ride and a caper okay. and a yeah. D experience. The one person who I feel really sad for in all this is Demi Moore, because Molly mm. here not only did she lose her partner, and that's just a, a wrap and a button put on that. She's yeah. pretty much definitely going to be indicted for murder because she's been found at the scene of a dead body who's impaled on a window, and. Yeah, you're only witnesses. He's a Wall Street guy, and she's a lonely potter. She's caught with a known felon as well in Whoopi Goldberg. I was going to say, your only witness is known felon and psychic bullshit at Whoopi Goldberg. Sorry, witness? Did you mean accomplice? Oh, Demay. Oh, yeah, there we go. So I guess maybe the Channing Tatum one could be Ghost 2, where he's busting them out of prison. I'd, I'd prefer oh, that. Oh, I love a ghost prison adventure. Ghost prison, yeah. If there's a ghost prison adventure out there, I need to know about it. Yes. Well, Kevin, that was Ghost. And you know what? I had a great time. I really enjoyed Ghost. I think it's safe to say that mm. this movie was a romp, Sam. It was a real romp. I was surprised by how rompy it was. I thought there'd be rumpy pumpy, not rompy pompy, is what I'm going to say. And it was rooting and tooting as well, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's a rooting, tooting, rompy pump. And I enjoyed it. Like, if I told you, hey, we're going to watch a Swayze movie, right? Another yeah. Swayze movie around Valentine's Day. You kind of think that this wouldn't be more in line with Dirty Dancing than Point Break. And I feel like this was definitely more in line with the, the white knuckle thrill yeah. ride of Point Break than it was of the sweet and saccharine Dirty Dancing. I think there was one like real sexy romantic moment, which is, which is great. But the rest of it is proper daft fucking ghost adventure, proper. which I really enjoyed. I had a great time with this. It's a lot of fun. It was a romp and a half, and yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, were the things about it? I mean, it wasn't, I guess, the bill of goods you thought it would be. Is there anything about that? that I mean, I know it's different than you thought it would be, but does it mean yeah. you enjoyed it less? I don't know. No, I, th- I you know, I think, it, if anything, it made me enjoy it more, you know, because I, I thought I was going to be watching a bloody romance movie, mate. Ugh. But I was watching a like a bit a bit of fun, a bit of a romp. I'm just saying, like, a lot of romantic movies could benefit from this complete abandonment of their principles. Imagine if Bridget Jones died and then she had to come back from the dead using only her diary to prove who killed her, you know? Yeah. I just, exactly. This was the post-Valentine's experience, the thrill ride shot in the arm you needed, I think. Yes, and I'm just trying to think of things that I didn't like about it, and I'm struggling to come up with stuff. I, obviously, it's not in any way, like, perfect 
you know. It's a bit cheesy, you know. It's, it's a bit, a bit cheesy. Sometimes the daftness strays into the two daft. And I'm talking about those demons. And with, with the effects, were you finding the effects? Because for me, it entered into that kind of like oblivion world of like, oh, it's kind of crap, but it's charming because it's kind of crap, you know? Yeah. But I don't know how about you. If You didn't like the demons like I like the demons. So was the general kind of blurry outline you could tell five seconds before he's going to become transparent because he's got like a drag and drop version of him about to appear or whatever it is it's another thing of like films released before like maybe 1999 or something where it it really benefits from sd quality rather than hd on a massive fucking telly you know Uh, if this was on a little vhs crt monitor you're having a much better time with the effects you know yeah, I wonder, is there much to be said for that? Because, you know, as a reformed classic gamer, uh, like, I used to have a shitty little tube TV I got for free because I found right. it in a bin. And I, you know, when I lived in Lincoln, I'd have, like, my SNES and my Mega Drive and my N64, mm. and I had that all plugged up in there because if you put them into a HD TV, it looks like ass. I wonder yeah. if people out there would be like, look, if you go going to watch Ghost or Ghostbusters, or Ghostbusters 2, you should do it on the old tube, is what we're saying. Yeah, get well, it, but the, the problem is, if you go on the tube, someone's going to strangle you and say, uh, this is my train, ah, get off my, my train. my train. Uh, that was, I, I deliberately misunderstood. Sam. I know. Uh, maybe. But look, it, it, it was very nice looking, apart from the effects, which were not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but they were just older looking. But th- yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You, you're right, that is kind of like charming at this point, to be like... Oh yeah, that's that's nice and early, isn't it? That's they were learning. Well, you seem to have a good time, good music, mm. good effects, good performances, and yep. enjoyment all round. In that case, then Sam, yes. tweet rating of Star Wipes would you give for Ghost? I'm pretty like confident with this one. I've had this rating in my mind the whole time, and I'm satisfied with it. And I enjoyed Ghost. I had a good time. I'm going to give Ghost. Four Star Wipes. You heard it here first. Boom! Oh, thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinema swirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl on Facebook, which is where our votes are episodes take place if you've got questions queries comments or anything else for the mailbag then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it or even if you don't think they'll like it just recommend it anyway all right we'll see you next time cheers bye <laughs>